Welcome back to another edition of the Play Pause Media Podcast. Still no name, but we'll get there. Uh, today is November 10th, 2020. Oh man, what a week it's been. How yeah. are you feeling, Matt? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a week so far. Today's the Xbox Series X launch day, and I'm it's still waiting. Day, day. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come, it'll come, we'll get there. Yep. Um, yeah, and my PS5 has been shipped. Today, Ooh. well, that's what they say. I, mean, I haven't seen any movement on it, but it's coming, hopefully, and let's hope it gets there on time. It says it's going to come a day early. That would be, be really cool, yeah. One day early over everybody else. Yeah, even though I can't open it. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> uh, man, lots of stuff coming out of the world today. Uh, I mean, politics aside, Donald Trump is still the president, but not for much longer. Woo! Ooh, not American. Kim Kales. That's not true. But, uh, yeah, that's hot. And what else is going on in the world today, Matt? Well, today uh, Apple did their One More Thing event. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Where they were showing off their new, oh, three new um, Apple computers. They've got a new Mac Mini coming, a new MacBook Air, and a new MacBook Pro. Um, the main difference with these ones are they are dropping Intel as their primary processor in place of Apple's own silicon. It's called the Apple M1 processor. Yeah, that's a lot of words. <laughs> M1 processor. Anyways, but yeah, I saw that. I watched the video just recently. And it was interesting. I mean, make, I mean, like, you know more about the tech stuff than I do, obviously, because you literally fix them for a living. Um... <laughs> When I was looking at them, they were breaking it down. There's, it seems like it's going to be an empty motherboard for the most part. Like they were kind of describing, I don't know a lot about it, but the way they describe it is that everything's going to be in that chip now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like they're trying to integrate a lot of things. Um, you know, they, they talked about how typically most laptop manufacturers will have a discrete graphics card. So this is something that will handle any of the graphics, whether you're doing video gaming, if you're doing um, you know, image processing, video editing, things like that, where typically you'd rely on a, a, a dedicated GPU. Um, what Apple is saying they're, they're pulling off is really high level uh, graphics performance out of this new chip, but integrated into the processor, which typically in most cases means you're getting a really poor experience, poor performance when it comes to graphics processing. Um, so it remains to be seen. They're, they're, they're claiming and bolstering um, higher performance out of these chips than what um, it, they're being replaced with or what they're replacing the old Intel processors, uh, while also improving the battery life, and in some cases improving it by twice as much. Interesting. I mean, that means nothing to me. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to watch a movie, yeah. you can watch 20 hours worth of movies instead of 10. Not that you'd even be awake that much of it in a day. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, it's, 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 it's been it's three announcements in three months. That's kind of yeah. crazy for Apple to do and uh, needed. It's a lot. Uh, I think, I mean, they're saying that though in the last year that this was their biggest max selling mm. sales for a long time and I'm like that's kind of crazy how because it's you know everyone stopped working well everyone the tech industry kept going so that's fine that makes sense and the businesses still kept moving and people needed computers I get that 
Yeah, it's, it's powering the the remote workforce, right? Anybody yeah. who's traditionally working in an office, you know, that maybe was still relying on a desktop computer, that wasn't really feasible to have all of your workforce move uh, to work from home and still be able to work. So having this flexibility of laptops, I think, um, and you know, think about schools. A lot of schools had to rely on kids um, taking classes from home. Uh, you know, it, it really is the, the dawn of the virtual age when it comes to work and school. Yeah, well, I mean, computers are saving lives in many ways more than one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm still working with a Surface Pro 2. God, I need to upgrade life. Ancient device you got there, my but friend. But you know what? For what I use it for, it works. <laughs> but I'm the simplest. I do want a MacBook, and I probably, I mean, torn, like I said earlier. To you, I was like, I want it's either a couch or the MacBook. I don't know which one I'm going to go for here yet. I mean, they're both are going to last me for a good amount of time. They cost literally the same amount of money. It's, it's kind of crazy to think that uh, a, a high piece of tech is the same price as a couch. Yeah. And what I mean, like, a couch is a lifetime investment. Mm. Could be. Could be. Yeah, Mac, take care of it. Could, you know, could be a lifetime investment, but it's out of date. It's eight months, so... <laughs> it's like, oh, yep. it's so hard to tell. But one day I'll pick and make a decision. But either way, I'm still waiting for that PS5 to show up, so I gotta wait for that. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. What else is going on in the tech world? Um, not much, eh? We just got like the that big news and. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, uh, if you if you want to keep talking about tech, uh, stocks across tech are hurting today. It seems like you know, with a bit of shift going back towards normalcy, you've got Pfizer with their uh, potential vaccine that could be ninety percent effective. Oh, yeah. It seems like that has caused the Nasdaq and and uh, many many tech companies that saw a surge in in value uh, take a pretty hit, pretty big hit today. Oh man, I'm not a stocks person. I should really get into that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it makes sense. The world is just going crazy. Like, it probably didn't help the election too. The you know, the American election. Anything he does, Donald Trump does, affects the world state, mm. which is unfortunate. But now, like, all the other countries are willing to start working with the states again in a better, positive way. Mm-hmm. I think it'll help everything eventually start moving back up. Once. Uh, Unfortunately, the world kind of does revolve around the, what that country does right now. But I think that will help get the stocks back up and uh, money flowing again. So yeah. I, I, the I, tariffs I, I, that have been placed between mm-hmm. our countries alone, the American and Canadian countries yeah. alone, is, a, is difficult. Yeah. So um, hopefully everything will start dropping in prices. Like when we've had a good group of gas prices now, but again, you never know. That stock market changes everything, but yeah, I think we're going to see a bit of normalcy return. Um, it, it is kind of odd timing because the state of the world you're seeing, um, you know, lockdowns happening again through Europe. Um, I saw today Justin Trudeau suggesting to the provinces that they should be implementing stricter measures when we're seeing the opposite happening right now. If anything, yeah, I mean, like here we live in Ontario, and as a person who works in restaurants. It's it's really interesting to watch how they're doing this because like I don't know it, like I saw an article today that it was like we were prior to prioritizing restaurants over cancer treatments. I didn't mm. read the full article because I was like, this is just gonna make me bad mm. about working. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting to think about because you are like 
you only ever hear about, oh, what are restaurants going to do? What are food places mm-hmm. going to do? And I get that. There is, as a person, this, in the, that industry, we've lost millions and millions of jobs. Our city alone has lost countless restaurants and businesses to this. And I guarantee that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. So it's crazy because now we have this color system that we have in Ontario. Yeah. And our, our county keeps going up, up and down. So... But then the rules are like literally so similar. And what's the point of having the two? But I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy world out there. So we have to um, enjoy ourselves with technology. Like yeah, the PS5. Yeah. Find, and movies. And find music. some entertainment for sure. And that's what hopefully this podcast can also bring a little bit of. Yeah, some exactly. entertainment in that form. Something that gets you away from <laughs> what's going on in the world. Yeah. Like, oh, what do we got today? Through PS5 news, because I don't know much about the Xbox series, because even though it didn't just get released today, I'm sure in the next few days we'll mm. see a lot of more stuff about problems, complications, <laughs> and stuff. You know, the PS5 is already announcing all their problems and complications. Yeah, ahead of time. Like last week, just after we recorded the last one, they announced the uh, that it won't be able to handle an external hard drive right off the hop. I'm like, oh, what's the point? Hmm. Uh, granted, you're not going to need another terabyte right off the hop. Like, well, you might. Well, some might, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's just think... PlayStation Plus collection that they've announced for PS5. Mm-hmm. That's 18 games. Yeah, true. That's true. probably going to fill your hard drive. True. Or your solid state drive. Yeah. But I think if you download them once, you get them forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, realistically... You don't have to sit on them, but it's yeah. it's just one of those things where we're, we're moving away from the age of, um, you know, have many, many, many games at your disposal mm-hmm. to you're going to have to be a lot more specific about what games you want to keep yeah. locally and you're going to be returning to on the regular yeah. and then you know hopefully you have a fast internet connection that you can get games that you want to play yeah. in a reasonable period of time well like i used to do that with the ps4 before i had the pro mm. I had the, we all had the regular ps4 yeah and i would have to race games all the time yeah because right? the games just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger which makes sense but i was just like oh no but i always kept like my classics like dragon age inquisition mm-hmm. um you know, Charted series because I mean I was always gonna play those again. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of crazy. But like what I also just read was that uh, Spider-Man saves will transfer over to the PS5. That is coming. Which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, not right away though. From what I read, I heard it was right away for you to play them remastered. But I, I think it was uh, they're gonna release it as a future software update uh, as soon as December. Interesting. I mean, we both already beat the game, so, like, I mean, realistically, I do want to play it again before I play Miles. Yeah. Just so, you know, it's a very long continuation for me. Yep. Um, that's just the way of style I want to play it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, even if I did have my saves on, I could just start a new game and start over. Yeah. Because I didn't die, buy all the suits. Even though we right. beat the game, I think you get them all anyways. can't remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly remember as well if, if it just unlocked them all by the end of the game or yeah. you still had to continue to unlock buy them. All the, like, all the, all the costumes, so I assume you have to buy them, but yeah. I can't remember if that was a year ago now or two. Okay, so the, the exporting the save to Spider-Man Remastered um, update will be 
Uh, we'll be adding three new suits from Remastered to the PS4 game, and they will um, expect to have the update available by Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving. Okay, so uh, American Thanksgiving. Two weeks, so yeah, that's not too bad. Um, more people won't have the game anyway, like or the system, so that's fine. Um, one of the other big gaming news that blew me away uh, on uh, the other day was mm. the remasters of Mass Effect. Yes. It was a big rumor. For the last year, um, and any Mass Effect fan sites or anything, yep. everybody wanted it. Everybody needs it. Now, if you weren't a fan of the game before, now this is the time to do well. You still gotta wait until the spring, <laughs> but it's time to really start thinking about it. It's yeah. one of the best series I can honestly say. And I, I mean, I don't play a lot of series, but it is the best, one of the best series. Mass Effect Two is probably one of the best games ever made. I think with just the story and the complexity of what you can do with that in the world maps mm. and the the outcomes, right? You can lose to, uh, by just a single choice. You lose crewmates, and it's yeah. just something that's really, really interesting to me. This this might turn into third times the charm for me. I, I've I've owned Mass Effect. I've yeah. started it. Um, didn't finish it. Traded it in uh, a little while later. Picked it up a second time. Thought yeah. I would get into it. Still didn't put the time into it. Yeah, because um, I remember when we were in, when I was in college, <laughs> we, Mass Effect 2 came out. Yep. We both bought it at the same time, yep. and I beat it, and you still haven't played it once. Yeah, because my intention was, okay, I'm going to buy it. That's going to be motivation to go back, beat the first one, <laughs> and then I'll start the second one, right? No, it just didn't happen. I get it. The first one is like a little rough at the beginning. Like it's, and I, it, I it, well, it's it was, not the story that held me up. It was the gameplay. Well, it well, was, yeah, no, the gameplay is very, very simplistic, <laughs> and it was a very basic game. Like... Both bio, like both major Bioware franchises, if you don't count that stupid one we're not going to talk about. <laughs> um, but if you look at Dragon Age and Mass Effect, the both first one, Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect 1, they're both very, very simplistic games. They're very all the character, the story, the background. Yeah. And that's really interesting to me. So it's just characters. And I just don't like these shooter games. You'll never <laughs> see me play COD. Well, don't say that word. Yeah, actually, I'm planning something soon. Uh oh, we'll see. You getting into modern warfare? Well, well, <laughs> all right. I'm, I don't know. Uh oh, but uh, maybe you know some Twitch streams come and do those. Hey, that'd be all right. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how to play those games, so it'll be very entertaining. <laughs> uh, all I can recall from any time I've played a shooter with you is a lot of groaning and moaning about how. This is terrible. I don't like this control scheme, so I will be interested to see. I mean, you got into Fortnite, and you were getting pretty good at that, so I mean, yeah. that's well, a step up. Well, that one is because I'm playing children who probably are still better than me. <laughs> probably. Well, I know they're better than me. Might not have to play go. the game, and they're, I'm level, like, what, 24 or something? Sure. And they're, like, level 80, and I'm like, <laughs> guys, you guys are in school. I don't do anything outside of work. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, so, and that's coming to the PS5 right away at launch, so yep. that would be great to see. One of the, <laughs> one thing I want to really mention, and I thought this was hilarious, I just read this as well, was, um, I know I haven't played it, I don't know if you've even tried it, it was Marvel's Avengers. I haven't touched it, no. Um, they announced today that it lost $63 billion. Yeah, yeah. significant uh, hit. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, it's it's funny. I, re I remember when it was first announced, and they were showing it off, and they were trying to make this big deal out of it. And I I was underwhelmed. I wasn't. I I really got the feeling that they wanted people to get hyper excited for this game. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I was just like, 
I don't understand. I don't understand what it is that is supposed to make me really, really want to play this game. Uh, cool. Watching the trailer, watching the gameplay reveal, it was very underwhelming, and yet there was so much hype behind it. From my understanding, like I, I didn't, I don't even remember the hype. Like I don't remember hearing about it. I hear, remember hearing when it got announced, hmm. and because it was like announced right after Endgame came out. Yep. Because there's the big controversy that none of the characters look like the movie stars. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, like it's a different, re- it's like a different character and you don't have those actors playing them. Yep. And then I never, I don't remember hearing about it ever again. And then all of a sudden it was out. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't push it. Because <laughs> if it was pushed, I would have bought it and played it. Yeah. But I honestly did not know it was out. Yeah. And I, because mostly I thought it was going to be a PS5 launch game. Because mm. I thought, oh, it's a big. Big superhero yeah, epic yeah. tale, you know. Let's put this in yeah. 4K, yep. Blu-ray disc, and put it out yep. right away for the PS5. Nope. <laughs> I mean, and here's the other thing: some some things that really uh, bothered a lot of people and rubbed people the wrong way was that Spider-Man was exclusive to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You couldn't actually play as Spider-Man, which is one of the biggest stars of the Marvel franchise on the Xbox, which immediately is going to alienate fans. You're going to deal with people being upset and they might just ultimately opt out. And I think that's what we're seeing happening is that here's a game that was a huge AAA blockbuster, you know, something you'd expect to see a studio really get behind 15 years ago. You know, the dawn of the indie game revolution has really, you know, narrowed the field now. You're not seeing every game come out that gets pushed being these big AAA games anymore. You're seeing a lot of indie games doing incredibly yeah. well. And so for this game to kind of come out and try to really convince us that, you know, that this IP, these characters, and the game that they built is supposed to be, like, the next big game, um, it just, well, yeah. I mean, I think everyone should have known, mm. personally, that Spider-Man... Was going to be a Sony exclusive <laughs> only because one, the Spider Man game was a Sony exclusive, mm-hmm. and Sony owns the rights to Spider Man for another. But I mean, movie. It, it, we've had Spider Man on other platforms before. There was the um, Ultimate Alliance games where you could play as and like you could play as Spider Man, you could play as X Men, Avengers, whomever. Right? I get that. I think though, with that, is that. After the movies, that was before the bigger movie, like the the new ones came out, and then he joined the the Avengers that made mm. him such a bigger name. Yeah. Spider Man's always been big. Don't get me wrong, I get that, but I think in that kind of universe that he's just so much bigger now, and then Sony created this game, which was one of the best games of the year. It didn't. I don't think it won. I think uh, I don't know what won last year. Game of the year. Yeah. Was it Assassin's Creed? Um, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. But uh, either way, it was really a really good game. Like it keeps you entitled, and yes, yeah. it's very repetitive. But that's oh just no, like... Sekiro. Oh um, yes, yes. Which yeah. is I I mean to play as well. Yep. Um, I'm being told that's an amazing game, but uh, again, I don't have a console right now because <laughs> I'm waiting for this PS Five. Yep. So, and knows when I buy that game, they're gonna be like, oh, here comes the PS Five version. <laughs> buy this instead because that's what they're going to do with The Last of Us too. we yeah. all waited and we all bought it yep and then remaster's going to be around the corner yeah they're like yep. oh why do we I, I would I would have been okay well no 
they wouldn't have waited because nobody would have been no, able to play they wouldn't the game. Have but waited. I would have been okay with waiting an extra couple months. No, just they, for them to be they like, did it with the first Last of Us. Mm-hmm. They they released it at the end of the PS3's life cycle. PS4 came out just a few months later, and boom! In no time at all, there was a remaster. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's great for. Uh, new purchases of PS5 who maybe didn't have a PS4. Well, next month is the... Uh, la- or is it this month The Last of Us is yeah. free? On PS Now. Or not PS Now, but PS Store. I think The Last of Us is coming out. Last of Us or Last of Us 2? Remastered. Last of Us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing it back to PlayStation so Plus. So, like, our friend... Yeah. One of our friends who's never played it mm. would be a good time to be... I thought it was part of the collection, though. I'm, I, I could be wrong, but... Um, you know, it's, it's funny, though. Despite... Xbox Series X coming out, you know, today, and I should be receiving it this week. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 dropping this week. The game that I'm most excited to play right now is actually Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I picked yeah. that up last week, uh, the same time I picked up the Quest 2. I've yet to start it, but I'm I'm planning a day very soon that I'm going to just dump in uh, several hours right into it. I've heard nothing but good things since it came out. Uh, it seems to be one of those swan song games for the mm-hmm. PS4 um, yeah, that was the other, that was one of the big games that came out of the Sony convention, I think. Yeah, you see the Sony, yeah, the Sony convention. You see that or the, uh, yeah, the Sony convention. Yeah, the, but yeah. Uh, it was one of the big games, and it looked really, really interesting. Um, it for me, it looked like a hardcore story based game. Yep. Where you know you're fighting your emotions in it, and that's the games for me. You get highly invested into a game, like mm-hmm. you look at The Last of Us Two. Spoiler alert if you haven't played it yet, <laughs> but like how invested you are in uh, Ellie and and uh, Joel, and then all of a sudden now midway through the game, you're like you're torn. Yep. Because are you really a big fan of Ellie at this point? Yeah. Because of what her question she's doing, a lot, what yeah. she's what she's fighting for, and then. You kind of gain uh, some empathy for for the uh, other for uh, character. What's her name? Abby. Abby, um, and all that she's going through. So it's yeah. it's interesting. I love that story about. That's why I love Naughty Dog, and I wish really, I'm glad they put their time to their games, <laughs> and you know, push it back if they have to. And I mean, we waited seven years, eight years for The Last of Us too. Yeah, just about. Um, after like three or four pushbacks, same with Cyberpunk that's coming out soon in December. <laughs> you know, it's Maybe. funny, Cyberpunk I actually kind of forgot about since the latest uh, delay. Yeah, December 10th, I think, now. So, which is hopefully will be great in HD on the PS5 and, and 4K. Plus, is it going to be on Xbox or is it strictly PS5? It's both. Both, yeah. Which is interesting because everyone loves a little Keanu. Yeah. Everyone loves like a little Kiana. You're, you're fantastic. <laughs> or is that what he said? You're fantastic. You're phenomenal. Something you're amazing. Like you're amazing. Like, yeah, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, you're breathtaking. You're there breathtaking. you go. That's the word. You're breathtaking. Oh, I think I saw him. On, <laughs> um, what did I see him on? It was like uh, Stephen Colbert, and he asks him, "What do you think happens when we die?" And he's just like. Takes a big deep breath. He's like, I think the people who loved us are gonna miss us, and that's all he said. And everyone was just like, starts crying. Deep. He was very deep, man. That guy is a Canadian <laughs> icon. I mean, we just lost one, so it's not to lose anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sir Alex Trebek. He's not really a sir, but you I mean 
might as well be the Canadian version of it. It's <laughs> um, unfortunate, but yep, yep. long, hard battle with prostate cancer. Prostate, or sorry, pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic yep, cancer. Yep. Which is unfortunate. Yep. Which sucks. But the world, you'd want the world to move on. Indeed, indeed. Lots of other things in the in like in the, if we're gonna move on to like uh, movie news here, hmm. um, if you don't mind, I saw that I, I don't know if you heard that Johnny Depp was kicked out yes, of the I did. Uh, the Harry Potter movies, the uh, Fantastic Beasts. Right, he was asked to step movies. aside. Let's, let's not start a war here. <laughs> um, Fantastic yeah, Beast series, yep. For uh, he lost his defamation suit against the Sun in London about uh, being called a wife beater. So, I mean, I get why Warner Bros. would want to get rid of it because that's always going to come up. Yes, yeah, it'll it'll taint it'll taint it. that movie for sure just by having him attached. Even though that that whole trial is far from over. Yeah. Um, regardless of well, the guilt, defamation suit is over. The defamation but suit the, has ended. The actual yeah. The abuse and all that. Yeah. Stuff's yeah. going on. That's going to be around for a while. I yeah. Think. So there's a lot of talk of why Xavier Heard still getting being allowed in Aquaman too. So. We'll see what Warner Bros. does with that because that's a big mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. Like you got to play fair, right? Because of all the allegations against her as well. So I don't know. But the biggest thing out of that is what I found crazy is that they're still gonna pay Johnny Depp his full contract. Really? Yeah, they have hmm. to apparently. Interesting. So they're fulfilling it while not allowing him to yeah, star in plus it. Plus casting Interesting. an actor. Hmm. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I mean, hey, I mean. Johnny I mean, Depp it's it's one of those weird his... like political things. Yet, like when you're in that industry and the the politics behind it, because you know if they kick him off and then you know two three years from now, you know perhaps perhaps he's acquitted. Let's just say that were to happen, where it's proven that these uh, these allegations were false, whatever. Now Warner Brothers is in a position where it's like, wow, we we essentially treated you as if you were guilty. Um, and we terminated everything, and now, uh, in, in, like, perhaps that could have been spun around on them, they could have been sued, so perhaps this is their way of saying, hey, we're going to pay you out, you know, regardless of what ends up happening, um, this is this is final, this is it, we're, we're like, Well, it's good faith, know. too, I guess, in the sense, too, like, you're saying in that sense, too, but also good sense that Warner Bros. will want to work with him again mm-hmm. in the future, right? Possibly, so if yeah. they don't pay him, they don't do this. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be like, oh, this is a Warner Bros. movie. I don't want to do it. Mm. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not signing on to this. And then they get somebody else, and it bombs. Yeah. Right. Which has happened with other actors. They get a different actor, and it just kind of falls apart. Or yeah. different directors. Speaking but, of which, though, um, being that you know they they are gonna have to replace Grindelwald, um, I, I've heard some speculation. People are hoping Colin Farrell will step back into that yeah, role. There's a lot of. Uh, there's the fans are petitioning for that. I don't know how they're doing it, but mm-hmm. that would be really interesting to bring him back. I know he's busy with Batman right now, yeah, filming that. So uh, it when they hard. can, <laughs> yeah, he it would be hard for him to get over there because they're filming Fantastic Beasts right now. Yeah, um, I know they. I just read also they're looking at uh, uh, what's his name, Mads Milkinson. Oh, really, Mads Milkinson? Milkinson? Yeah, Mickelson? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I say his last I'm name. Horrible things like that, but they're looking at him, and I think he's in early talks right now. Yeah. So that would be interesting. He's he getting he's got that horror look on him. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel he's a bit typecast in that regard. He because he's got a very uh, unique look, jawline, face, yeah. facial features. Um, 
you know, he, he very often gets put into those kind of you're you're a strange antagonist yeah. of sorts, and um, but watched, he's excellent. He's he's I a never terrific actor. Cannibal. That's what he's mm. one mm. of the major things he was famous for. Yes, in the more recent time. Yeah, I, I didn't want to watch Hannibal because like I read the book, so I mm. read Red Dragon, I read mm-hmm. uh, Silence of the Lambs, and then I watched I read um, sure. the other Hannibal, and then I read Young Hannibal. I think it's called Young Hannibal. I can't remember. Which was a prequel to all of them. And Red Dragons of the first book. And it was the last movie made. Yep. Which is so weird. Uh, but that's what the show was based off. was mm-hmm. based off of Red Dragon. And I was like... And they recasted the big character. Yep. But Edward Norman's my my guy for that. <laughs> the movie did not do great. It has a yeah. really horrible director. who Brett Ratner. Who just done some shitty, shitty movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and is... You know, shouldn't be in the industry anymore. Because he's a horrible human being. From... What I'm told, don't sue. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he ruined X Men, so let's think about that. <laughs> X Men Three, like let's think about that. So, um, but I did enjoy Red Dragon, but uh, that's why I don't want to watch the TV show because yeah. it's too attached to the actors mm-hmm. who played those characters. And I understand it's a different remake, and I, it's and I'm hypocritical in that sense. Like some <laughs> other things, like oh, you gotta let them play it out. Like when they do the Disney movies, yeah. you gotta see it. You can't just allow them to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's me who's just like, no, I'm not going to watch this because of this stupid thing. <laughs> Edward Norton or nothing. You like watched all the other Hulks <laughs> movies so that he's in with uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. But it's crazy. What else is there? Movie owned Jurassic World has now oh. finally uh, uh, finished uh, production. Nice. After 18 months. It started 18 months yeah, ago. I feel like that was a long, long production. Well, they had to halt for a couple months. Yeah. Um, and then getting the and now like they're bringing back the original cast, the three original main characters. Okay. So they had to bring them in. In what in what way they're bringing them back? I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, it's Jurassic World Dominion, I think it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. So Laura Dern, uh, um, and we'll be back. And two of the other two guys, I forgot their names. I don't know why. And everyone's gonna Jeff Goldblum. Yep. And. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Neil, uh... Oh, Neil. Oh, man. I'm, I can already hear all everyone yelling at me. Um, <laughs> oh, either way. They're bringing them back for it. Yep. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. We were looking right at him. I you couldn't even it. tell me. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's one of the best movies in the world, I think, Jurassic Park. And I think if you ever think differently... Watch it again. I mean, yeah, the original Jurassic Park in particular, it's just there was something special about that movie. The special effects that were done for it, still to this day, many, many people agree they hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There is something to be said for the use of practical effects, some CGI with really well chosen lighting and yeah. and atmospheric um, I think uh, qualities. I think, like when that movie was being made, that yeah. Was when Jim Johnson. Is that his name, Jim Johnson? <sighs> Fuck it again. I can already know that everyone's going to be mad at me now. Um, the guy who did the Muppets, he uh, he helped build the, the, yeah. the, the dinosaurs with Steven Spielberg. So I think in that sense, when you have that connection, like look at E.T., um, look at that, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. you have those guys working together, you build something good. Like, I think, like... I, I mean, as much as Steelers has made some really st- 
bad movies. Yeah. He's obviously still one of the best directors in the world. Spielberg, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's iconic with the name. If you think movies, that's the first director you think of, right? I mean, Hook is still one of my favorite movies of all mm. time. And mm-hmm. Everyone forgets that he's directed that one. They say it's not that he's one of Ron Williams' best films, but I would say it's up in the top five. Everyone's like, it's a special eh, movie. Hook, yeah, it's a special movie. It it, so it's creative. got a, it's near like, and dear to my heart, my childhood, as I know many, many others. But it was such a creative agree. story. I think, mm-hmm. like, you don't see that of Peter Pan. You yeah, it's the old Peter Pan, yeah. Never growing up, never doing yeah. anything. Yeah. And staying in Neverland. Yeah. I get that. That's the he idea. grew up and he had to remember. It was cool. Yeah. But it was to go back. Anyways. And I think Steve Stiller did great. You see how crazy about cameos in that movie that you didn't even know. Like, mm. um, Glenn Close is in that movie. She mm-hmm. plays the, the guy who gets put in that boo box. Not the boo box. Boo. <laughs> that was a Glenn Close. And then, uh, there's so many people. I can't remember. There's one more. But, um, Still, it's just so crazy how movies have not have changed, but not at the same time. Yeah. In that aspect, like, like Jurassic World brought back uh, Jurassic Park World. No, Jurassic World brought back the original T Rex. Yep. I don't know if they brought the animation in, but they brought the character back. In yeah, this. yeah. I uh, my, my Jurassic World two. Um, uh, I mean, I haven't watched that again. I don't think I ever will. Um, it was a good movie, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but that, sign, that scene with the bronchiosaurus, spoiler, spoiler alert again, I can, I, I don't need to cry like that. <laughs> I don't need to do that. That was, that was your, uh, your, your moment from the Pixar movie Up, you know, that first five minutes, similar thing, yeah, seeing, seeing the dinosaur bad. at the end of the island, they're, they're shipping, yeah. they're sailing away and you just see it crying by itself. Humans can die all the time and I could care less, <laughs> but once an animal dies, it's over. It's yeah. Done. Yeah, like, he just wanted to get on the boat, guys. Yep. Like what the hell? That was hard. Put him know. on the boat. <laughs> he may kill you all, but put him on the boat. <laughs> no, that boat couldn't handle that thing, anyways. But it's uh, it's like it it's, was. Like, can't ever watch Homeward Bound again. Never gonna do that. <laughs> you know, it's a happy ending. Saddest animal movies. Well, I, I think uh, one of the ones I watched in the last year or two was Marley and Me. Oh, I did not anticipate me being that emotionally attached to that no, movie. No, I can't do that. <laughs> no. Not with you have your own dog, it's just, and especially when it's just me and him. Yeah. And he's already a pain in my ass, so I don't need to watch that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's crazy. The movies, and like the industry, like I know in the States, movie theaters are asking for a bailout because, mm. you know, they're going to die out. Cineplex, luckily, is a very publicly traded company, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to, in the Canada, go anywhere. And it's uh, Well, they know once events uh, are picking up again, they'll start seeing mm-hmm. traffic again. And here's the thing with Cineplex, you know, they've, they've, they've been, I, I would argue, a little bit smarter than some chains in, um, pushing for restaurants. You know, you'll find them on Skip the Dishes. You'll find their their meals there now. Yeah. Um, well, they have the restaurant, the break room in Toronto. Yeah, the rec room. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in Canada. Yep. Um, it's it's the, what they're doing is right. What they're yeah. moving on, like, branching out. I know the. Uh, I I know in America there's a company called Top Golf, and it's mm. really interesting golfing, just yeah. a golfing game. Yeah. Uh, it's not golf, but it's fun with golf and yep. drinking and all that stuff. And I know I was told that Cineplex partnered with them, and I don't mm. know uh, what came out of it yet. But yep. uh, hopefully we get one in Toronto. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Where we are, um, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so they're great. I've been to movie theaters like I said last time, and uh, I still enjoy it. I haven't been since because nothing's coming out. Yeah, so. yeah. 
but uh, it's, uh, it's it's scary if we lose movie theaters what's how movies are going to get made because that's yeah. where the majority of the money came from so yeah but thankfully we have streaming services oh, God, we're going back to this again speaking <laughs> of which Crave announced today in Canada that they have all the James Bond movies really yeah and I was like well that's going to be sucky because those are going to be sh- crappy quality <laughs> but I'm going to watch yeah, them yeah yes I don't know. Has Crave improved their their video quality at all? I I know, I know they, the, the they worst of it was trying to watch Game of Thrones. That that yeah, one of those. What was, that that? was which that episode was, was it? That was bad though because that was poor lighting choices mm. on HBO on the director's part. I do still want to see that episode of Game of Thrones. If anybody's wondering what episode, it's one of the last episodes of the final Second season. Last one with the dragons are um, when it's, it's all right. dark. Uh, throughout the most most of the episode, it really made many many people very furious it was watching scene. it. It was the worst. Um, the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, um, that's what it's called. I sure. do want to see it in its you know mastered format. You know, if there's a 4K Blu-ray release or something, watch it as intended, not through a streaming service where you're losing a lot of bit rate, a lot of data. Um, just to, just to see what the director's vision was. And honestly, if if the vision was just everything's dark and black well maybe yeah poor choice <laughs> yeah um well they wanted to make it gritty i, I remember them talking about it because every episode had a, a talking episode after it like they kind of described it yeah um that was obviously before the big black backlash of the episode yeah um so it's uh Maybe the director. I know the director was saying, oh, you know, he wanted to be making gritty. He wanted to make it realistic. Mm-hmm. He wanted to use the fire as the lighting. I'm like, you know, fire is not that strong. Right? <laughs> like, anybody in tech knows that. Yeah. And you're a director. Like, it doesn't matter. But, oh, Crave still hasn't got uh, 4K. They're still just doing 1080. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's on, a little bit you're getting some um, of the biggest movies and you're not going to be able to do it. And you have HBO backing you. And yeah, TV. I know. Like, it's, it's a little bit rough. Um, however, streaming services that are doing it well, um, Netflix, they have a new limited series out called The Queen's Gambit. Yep. Um, uh, the fiancé and I watched it through start to finish over the last week. Um, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Have you heard anything about it yet? Um, I haven't. I didn't read any reviews or anything yet, but I've seen a lot of, like, People on Twitter and Facebook just saying, "I mean, oh, it's an amazing show. We want more. We yeah, need to yeah, have more. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going to watch it. It looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear a lot of like I haven't heard about her performance or anything. Uh, uh, is it Annie Anna Joy Taylor or something like that? Um, but I hear it's really really interesting. Uh, she was in Split. Yeah, that was where she was from. Yeah. I remember that, and uh, she was okay. I mean, that wasn't really her about her, so it wasn't really kind of crazy. But yeah, I do want to watch Queen's Gambit because King's Gambit is a thing. Yeah, it's a ch- it's a chess move, right? Or a chess? Yeah, it's 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 a strategy. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, Anya Taylor Joy, um, uh, Thomas Brody, um, Sangster, who was in some of the Maze Runner series, is also in it. Yep. Um, currently, the show has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so it's being very well reviewed. Um, I really enjoyed it. So th- this is actually uh, it, it's a it's a fiction. It's based off of a book that was written in 1983 by the same name uh, by the author Scott Frank. Um, 
you know, the, the basic synopsis is you've got this uh, orphan girl, um, and come the 1960s, she's gone on to become just this prodigy of chess. She mm-hmm. is um, crushing masters at a young age. Uh, she's making her way towards her early 20s. She is well on her way to becoming a grandmaster. Um, but along the way, she is battling addiction, uh, stemming back to becoming an orphan and from her childhood uh, prior to becoming an orphan. Um, so it, it's dealing with that through the 1960s, what drugs look like at the time in, in the United States. Um, and it also showcases a little bit of the tensions between the U.S. and the uh, USSR at the time. Um, because Russia, or the USSR, they were known as the best chess players in the world of the time. Um, they Just the way they approached it, they were playing it from a very young age. Um, this was their sport, if you will. And for this uh, young woman to really come out of nowhere uh, and go off and and be a threat even to them, Uh, even to be considered a threat against them when they wouldn't even let um, women, their best women players, play against the men. Here is this U.S. woman coming in, uh, very beautiful, well-dressed, and she is uh, just really being disruptive to everybody's, you know, view on what, a chess professional chess player grandmaster should look like sound like talk like yeah and that's always fun when the patriarchy gets destroyed <laughs> yep especially by a small woman yep. i don't know if she's small i shouldn't say that <laughs> but uh it is what it is but yeah i, I do plan to watching that i think netflix has always done really well with their full 4k capabilities yeah um i mean during this pandemic they've canceled a lot of big shows they got rid of glow they've got Altered Carbon mm. got cancelled. Um, but Paris and Emily and Paris got renewed, I think. Hmm. And everyone's really addicted to it, but also hates it at the same time. <laughs> so I don't get it. Haven't watched it. No plans to. Unless y'all make me. Then I'll do it. But I hear it's really addicting. Um, I just finished Shit's Creek on Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm making my way through season two right now. Yeah, yeah. It's really great. Uh, it was emotionally funny. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's you know, it's heartwarming. Yeah. It's a, it does really come full circles mm. without really spoiling anything, but it's really, it's really interesting. And then, uh, Queen's Game was on the next on the list. Yep. Um, there's a few things I crave. I just want to, you know, cruise through. Like, I want to watch and horror like ruined my life by watching cats which is obvious <laughs> i'm not i i don't know if i'll be able to do it who knows maybe we just it. maybe we need a, a roast night maybe it's you know uh, many years ago we we roasted a uh what um something a wallflower person um, being a wallflower i remember you and i and um eric uh roasting that movie we were intoxicated mm-hmm. um but i remember that being incredibly fun maybe that's this maybe this is that sequel to that uh, watching cats uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I gotta sit in a room by myself and have no one know I'm watching <laughs> because it might ruin my life. Just not put that up I a, have a log. Picture a portrait of Josh Gad staring at you, judging you. Yeah. Throughout the... But hey, James Corden's in it, and he's got to be in every musical movie. <laughs> he's gonna it's be in prom. It's true. It comes out in December, so even though they could have got Josh Gad, it was probably better. Yep. I mean, I like James Corden. Don't get me wrong. I yep. enjoy the late, late show, but he doesn't have to be in every musical ever. Yeah. Another show that uh, actually came out um, towards the end of the summer that I, I started watching, but I, I didn't uh, commit to all the way through. Um, it's on Crave HBO, Raised by Wolves. It's Ridley mm, Scott. Yeah. Um, it has 
it feels very alien-esque. I haven't made it far enough through it to Pretty determine sure whether or not it is connection connected to alien universe. You know, I think back to Prometheus where, you know, the whole build-up to it, they were trying to pretend, no, 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 this has no connection to alien. And then, you know, and the movie comes, and sure enough, mm-hmm. it's 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 a prequel I've, of sorts. As a sci-fi, uh, if you're in the big sci-fi, sci-fi TV shows, it's probably... I've read that it's probably one of the best ones. Oh, yeah. Gonna, it's it's uh, solid um, from sci-fi point of view. It's got a huge... Um, yeah, I, I do recall it did very well. It's got 78 um, on the awards. as of today, so yeah. I mean, it's 94% of people like the TV show. Yep. So, I mean, I, I will watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been... Uh, I watched... After watching uh, Prometheus, Yeah. I was like, what is he doing anymore? Like, you know, you're like, their Prometheus was good. Yeah. But it was like, you're going to build, try to keep building off of this. So I was like, which they right. did. <laughs> which they did, and no one ever saw it. I mean, I, Alien Covenant was not yeah, great. I, I didn't it enjoy cool. it. And then there was the direct to, to Netflix Alien movie. I can't even remember the name of it. No, I never know. Um, or was that Covenant? Now I'm now I'm second guessing. No, Alien Covenant um, went to theaters because I remember watching having people who worked for me sure. go and see it, book the day off to go watch it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Why it's but it's Alien. I'm like, is it though? Is it <laughs> like? Um, so it's interesting. And then what else we got? I heard that uh, Avatar is basically done filming Avatar 2. Oh, really? Um, which, again, 10 years for a movie that broke box office records, but I don't still, to this day, don't understand why. <laughs> I, it, well, it, it, I do understand why. It was a cultural phenomenon. It was the first movie to do 3D in a way that was immersive and not gimmicky. They really, really did a phenomenal, phenomenal job with its visual effects. Um, it was just a visually stunning, artistic film. The story, totally forgettable, totally... I couldn't get past like, it. I was like, that's why I hate this goddamn movie. <laughs> but Plus, if you go to it for remember, the experience, right? I also remember having an argument with somebody on Facebook and not naming names, but they were just going up and it's got this using technology they've never used before I'm like that's not true they made the movie Beowulf with that same technology yes it was improved it was just improved but like yeah. they have advertising all they've never done this stuff before like, are you kidding <laughs> I mean, Beowulf marketing. was a horrible movie as well yeah but it was just like come on now yeah Avatar I think it's special for a lot of people because I, I know um, I saw it multiple times in the theater I saw it with friends I saw it with family um, I saw it once and you know, it's one of those movies that once every couple of years I go back to and I watch again, and I appreciate the visuals. I appreciate the work that was done there. the the art The artistry that was done on that movie was fantastic to the point that um, Disney made a a Pandora. Um, well, I mean, area they were going to do park, that. Anything that beautiful. Made over a couple billion dollars, they were going to do. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I I just think it's it's one of those things that it transcended. The, the movie industry. Yeah. It, it, it went beyond its own story. I, I know a lot of people will continue to criticize it till their last breath that, it's well, it's a terrible movie. It is Pocahontas. It's also Fern and Gully, which is probably an even closer representation of this movie. Um, but visually, absolutely stunning. Um, I am. I will watch the sequel when it comes out. Oh, I, I, I'm know. going to because um, everyone else is going to. But I'm gonna have to rip it apart like I always do. I, I do believe <laughs> it took too much time. I, I will watch it again. It should have been here sooner. I don't. Uh, I haven't watched it on 4K, so I don't know. Yeah. I do have Disney Plus, so I'll watch it eventually. Yep. 
even though it's streaming, so we'll see um, how that is. But I don't know. I think uh, they're all just sub directors are just overhyped, in my opinion, and he's one of them. James Cameron. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 he made some epics, incredible yes. epic movies. Um, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying though, to a certain degree. Um, I, I do still enjoy going back to when Avatar came out, and there was a lot of very upset people that it didn't get Best Picture. It didn't win anything. I know you and I both at the time had seen the Best Picture movie. Yeah, and that was the ahead last time, movie. The Hurt Locker. Yeah, this was at a time when that movie actually wasn't well known, and I would argue Jeremy Renner wasn't well known either. No, um, no. A lot of people hadn't seen that movie, but I recall you and I had seen it. We both thought it was just this incredible film. It was. It was and well then at the awards, well. I remember you know online on social media, people you know they're like, how how could Avatar lose? It's like, well, have you seen The Hurt Locker? But how could Avatar lose? There, 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 there's. It's that moment where you can't separate the 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 phenomena that from the, this creative fandom versus the art and the actual critiquing yeah. Yeah. of. It's a film. It's not just a visual. And you it's have to also think about, like so also when it comes to the yeah. Oscars, it's you're voted by peers, right? Yes. So like these guys that work in the industry, like they understand the the aspect, like, yeah. Tech and like you know, yeah, they could have been their things, but when it comes to writing and it came to directing, yeah, and it came to acting, it was bleh. Yeah, Sam Worthington is one of the worst people. <laughs> he ruined, <laughs> he ruins Terminator. He wore he, like he did Terminal yeah. Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that movie was absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to like midnight screening and I'm <laughs> wasting my life. You know, you know, I'm gonna make an unpopular opinion here. I think I might upset some people, but I think Jason Momoa is the new Sam Worthington. He's the new uh, person yeah, that people are excited that. about. They're putting in a variety of movies, and they think, oh, th- this is the, the latest person um, to really uh, take get a foothold in the industry. And I think he's so one dimensional. I really don't see any any. Um, breadth or, okay. or um, spread of his talents. He very much plays this very similar, brooding, tough mm-hmm. guy. You know, I, I often... I, I was seeing a clip of Aquaman yesterday, and all I could think of was, he's basically Triple H, the wrestler, in a movie. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just this big, muscular guy, and he does all these big, over-dramatic, you know, um, movements, but there's no substance. So, like, for particularly give Jason Momoa, the biggest thing that's gonna save his career, I think, is when he does Dune. Well, that he's in. That he's in. Mm. So, if Dune does well, that's coming out next year, and he does well in it, I mean, Aquaman's always gonna give me money. Fine, um, but I think with somebody like Dennis Villeneuve, who people love, mm. and he's done some really good movies. Um, but if we have him, and then you have like the uh, the acting kid that everyone thinks is going to be the next big star, mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, he's already been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Timothy Charlemagne. Um, so he's already been nominated for an Oscar. So he's supposed to. Be, I never watched that movie, but yeah. Um, so uh, that movie will break or break Jason Momoa because mm-hmm. if he does fails in that movie, <laughs> that's such an epic cast, then. You know, we'll see Especially Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve, who's done, like, yeah. as you can see, he's done Blade Runner. Yeah, the new, uh, 20, movie. Uh, 2021, not the first one. Um, he did Arrival, he did, which was fantastic. Um, he did uh, Sakara, which was a good movie. Sicario, yeah. Um, did he do the sequel? I don't think he did. Um, 
Did Prisoners. Prisoners was a very interesting movie. I, I thought that was a terrific movie. It had me on the edge of my seat. I was so anxious from start to finish watching that movie. Just leave you at the end there. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a heart-wrenching movie the whole time. I'm just, I'm like, ugh, very uncomfortable. Terrific. Absolutely <laughs> terrific film. Um, but yeah, so we'll see about what Jason Momoa. But I'm moving on to uh, one of the last things. So The Mandalorian. Ooh, episode, episode two. two. Short Season episode. Two. I think it was only... It was a shorter episode. I, I, I felt like it was a shorter episode. Um, but... Uh, what did you think? Um, well, first of all, I want to talk about the cameo for well, cameo for me, which is um, I'm a huge fan of Kim's Convenience, the the television series filmed uh, here in Toronto. Um, Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience, he he he's flying an X-wing. He is flying an X-wing. He has a American accent, which really threw me for a spin because I've only ever Canadian. seen him. Canadian. Okay, Canadian accent. <laughs> I've only ever seen him in actor, in yeah. Kim's Convenience, and he has a very thick South Korean accent throughout the whole show. Uh, but absolutely, uh, just a joy seeing him on the screen. I actually, I think I actually like kind of shouted like, "Oh my gosh, it's Mr. Kim!" <laughs> um, that was really cool. The episode as uh, as a whole was it was it was solid. It was a very isolating um, episode. They were they were kind of stuck in this ice cavern, um, and there were you know going back to us talking about Alien before, there were some Alien vibes to part of the episode. The, the there was a the room of eggs that then mm-hmm. um, the spiders that had an eerie similar look to face huggers um, yeah. coming out of them. Um, yeah, it, it was an isolating episode. It was a very um, um, uh, what what is the term when you are uh, claustrophobic? It's very claustrophobic episode. Um, I was there. There was some stuff that bothered me a little bit. I, again, it is sci-fi, so you have to give it to them. But the amount of damage done to the ship, only for them to still be able to get back out into space with whatever tools he had on the ship. I thought I was pushing it a little bit. I I haven't really seen any evidence in another Star Wars um, film or show or game where something was damaged to that point and they were still able to get out of there. So, in the Clone Wars TV show, there's a, a part where um, one of them gets launched into a cargo crate and yeah. survives. So, okay. I, that sense kind of works. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. It doesn't make a lot of mm-hmm. sense for them. And then to them just drift away without an ending. Yeah. I understand. It's, that's where the story of this season's going. I get, mm-hmm. I get it. So that's just going to keep building and building and building to yeah. the next point. And uh, this little baby Yoda thing. But uh, I I don't get the... I get it. It's cute. But it ain't for me. <laughs> um, I know. I enjoyed it. It was interesting. Graphically, it was well done. Like, yeah, it was um, visually just stunning. Just seeing the X-Wings coming. Yep. Just coming and go out. The way they did those were really cool. Um, I thought the whole episode in terms of visual effects was absolutely solid. There was a couple scenes in the first episode. Specifically, there's a, a shot where the sheriff and, and Mando are on uh, a couple speeders, and it was really janky. Um, yeah. Fortunately, this episode, I, I didn't catch anything like that. It was it was a very well-produced episode, in my opinion. Um, I liked the monsters. Um, they were really cool to see, the giant arachnids. Um, that was super cool. 
There is a, a bit of a theme happening, though, with Baby Yoda. Of At least he did more this episode. I know some people were saying they were a little upset by the inactivity of Baby Yoda from episode one. Um, episode two, he, he he's developed a bit of a thing where he needs to eat things, and specifically living things. In this case, um, he was eating eggs of, that they were transporting. But, you know, we think back to the, the scene in the first season of him eating a live frog. Baby Yoda, what are you doing? Why are you eating all these living, living creatures? Oh, there's a lot of people upset about that. But, I mean, we don't know him. We don't know what he's done. You know, remember in Yoda, he'd almost eat anything. Mm-hmm. You know, in Return of the... Uh, not Return of the Jedi. Empire Strikes wow. Back. Wow. That was bad. <laughs> Empire? Well, I should quit. Quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And this is um, now the solo show with Matt Gersher. <laughs> I'm going to be talking nice and slow and quiet to you. That's going to sound really loud to them when you see that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was interesting. I, uh... I can't see where this is going, and I and I don't like that. Not that I don't like that I can't see where it's going. More so that it just feels like it's not going anywhere. I guess well, that's the better feeling. Like it's go. It's obviously we are not going to get to the point of yes. what he does with Baby Yoda, or we find out anything about this. Probably creature. until closer to the, end of the season. It, I don't even know if we'll find out anything uh. this season. The way last season went. And then the way this season's going, it seems like it's just going to keep building, building, building I mean, to nothing. Look at it this way. Season one was all about the transformation of Mando going from this solo bounty hunter to he cares about a thing. And he's he's honestly doing his his darndest to to save this thing. Um, so that was the, the, the development of season one. Season two is he needs to find another Mandalorian in order to find where to take Baby Yoda. Um and it is an episodic show. Each episode is its own story. Mm-hmm. And it, it yes, it does progress the greater narrative, but in a very shallow way. Um, it, it's all about episode to episode. It kind of feels like old TV, old Western style um, storytelling, um, which, you know, it, it kind of threw me for a loop at first. I'm starting to get into it a bit more. I'm starting to enjoy the format that they're going with. Uh, I think we've been uh, catered to a little bit too much with recent uh, streaming services uh, shows and like HBO uh, series where things are basically like a film spread out over the course of a series. We've been very catered to. Um, I'm enjoying this different format. I, I think it's it's a nice change of pace. It's interesting. I understand. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say for me. It's an interesting process. Am I gonna keep watching it? Yes. <laughs> Am I gonna get mad almost every time? Probably. <laughs> Maybe that says something about my attention span or my my uh, attitude towards Star Wars these days, but I don't know. Like uh, I think it looks great. It's done really well. I'll give it that. It's done really well. It's produced really well. It's uh, the acting is acting. He's in a one dimensional character, yeah, so it's you fine. Know what I mean, like the comedy is there. I think it's more of just it's there to be there. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel natural. Like. But that's just that kind of Star Wars comedy. It's hmm. you know it's coming. Yeah. You know that joke or whatever. Um, except for the first time it happens, like the baby Yoda eating the egg thing that him getting mad was kind of humorous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So we'll see where it keeps going with the frog and the frog lady. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting when she started going dropping on all fours. I thought that was mm-hmm. a clever thing. I thought yeah, the it, 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 it brought kinda, a bit of her creature back into it. Yeah, and then the the whole. Well, she grabbed her clothes really quickly with her tongue. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know much more. Hopefully, 
Again, they don't put out trailers for the next for the next episode. They keep you waiting. They keep you in the dark. I don't even know if there's going to be one next week. They, I know they. I think the schedule is weekly until it's done. Is it not? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Like I remember last time they skipped a week. Did they? Um, Give you a break. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, don't take away my pizza night Mando Fridays. This, is, <laughs> this has become a thing. I don't want to. I don't want to miss out. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's this to come out on Thursday, on Friday. So perfect. Um, which is good. Uh, the episode description is: The Mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing that we are still waiting to find out about this season is, you know, there was that teaser at the end of episode one. Again, spoilers. If you haven't watched Mandalorian season one or season two, episode one yet, watch that. Then listen to this I next mean, if part. If you listen to this part of this whole time, you've ruined everything <laughs> for you, anyways. Yeah, so that's on to, you. To a point, not us. Um, but Boba Fett. Yeah. Or uh, a sibling of Boba. I think it's Boba Fett. Well, here's but. the thing. Like I said before, the last time is, um, Ahsoka. They've already announced that Ahsoka's going to be here. Yep. And this is what I hate because, like, last season was only how many episodes was last season? I think like, ten was enough. Yeah. So they have a lot to cover. Yeah. In that time to bring Ahsoka in, to bring uh, Captain Ren in, or whatever mm. her name is, um, and bring in Boba Fett if they're going to do that, and yep. bring in um, Captain Rex. So like, there's a but like if it's not if the Boba Fett character isn't Captain Rex, yeah, because um, they were traveling with she sure. was traveling with uh, he was traveling with Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So we'll see. And then there's the mysterious uh, lady from the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, where I just saw a picture of it, but. We don't know who she is. Um, everyone thinks it's Sasha Banks from the WWE, but, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, we still have to see the other two people to come back. And mm-hmm. Gina Carano and... The black guy. Apollo. Apollo Creed. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, to see where they go uh, with it. We just have to keep watching. Yeah, I so am. Let us know what you guys think, and if you think we're idiots, uh, let us know. <laughs> or at least I. I know a lot of people are going to be happy about me and all that stuff, but we still got to see Moff Gideon come back still. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that was like so in the episode one? There was the um, the guy right at the beginning trying to sell, who tries to kidnap the baby, and or right. uh, or tries to get the Mandalorian out yep. armor. Yep, that was John Leguizamo or whatever really? his name is. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I do I do love how many cameos they're getting into this. And yeah. why not? Star Wars is this massive phenomenon of a show. Well, uh, many people enjoy it. it. They're all fans. So, you know, if you're in that industry, why not try and get your, your cameo in? Even if yeah. even if nobody ever gets to see your face or even knows it's you, the fact that you get to point at it and say, that was me. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, they brought back Richard Arwadi for, like, that five-minute clip in this mm-hmm. episode. So, mm-hmm. um, again, spoilers. You should know this by now that we're going to spoil the whole episode. So... Um, <laughs> We'll see where it's going to keep going, and uh, hopefully episode three blows me away. Yeah, man. You will blow us all away. Hamilton for you. Get with it. <laughs> Well, at, uh, I, th- I think that, that about covers uh, today's episode. Um, yep. If you like what you saw, make sure to like and subscribe both to our podcast, which you can find now on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, um, as well as to our YouTube channel and our Instagram. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to bringing you more content soon. Yeah, we should be, hopefully by the end of the week, have some new videos for you. Um, like I said, the PS5 and the Xbox series are coming. So, uh Stay tuned to what our our reactions are to us because, you know, we're pretty excited. 
Just a wee little bit. Just a bit. I'm like, I'm going to probably open it without taping it and then I have to recreate it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But either way. Reenactment. Reenactment. So, yeah, we'll see you next time. Hopefully next week. Uh, like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This is our exit song. Yeah. <laughs>